listening to iOS Dev Break, 15 minutes of current events, tips, and advice for iOS developers, including, but not limited to, discussions of Swift, iOS, watchOS, and tvOS. Welcome to iOS Dev Break, episode 39. And yes, it's uh, here it is, December 31st, when I'm recording, and I just had to get this this episode just under the wire here. Uh, it's been a few months since I recorded an episode. Uh, actually, I did record an episode in between the last one and now, but uh, it just it didn't have the content that I really wanted to uh, to provide. So uh, I might release that later on, sort of as a uh, bonus episode or something like that. But mostly, I uh, just wanted to reach out and uh, say hello to everyone and. Uh, just uh, let everyone know that I'm still here. Uh, there's been a lot of things that have been going on in th- this year. As as you well know, uh, here we are, we're faced with yet another wave of the uh, COVID-19 pandemic uh, with the Omicron uh, variant um, doing its thing. And uh, so uh, I hope that all of you are staying safe and healthy despite of those challenges. Um, it's It's been no doubt a difficult time for all of us uh, these past two years. Uh, Most recently, I've had some changes. Uh, I switched from my uh, position that I was was working as a a contract developer for the Bleacher Report sports app. And uh, now I, uh, as of the end of November, uh, I'm now uh, working for uh, for Martian Craft, which uh, is a huge honor for me. I've uh, known about Martian Craft for a very long time, and uh, I always sort of had it in the back of my mind that uh, if uh, an offer came from uh, from Apple or Martian Craft, that I would I would definitely take it. So the the opportunity came up, and so I'm I'm very uh, very happy about it. And uh, it's a wonderful group of folks that I'm working with, and uh, I'm just looking forward to um, learning a ton. And uh, hope, hopefully a- accomplishing a lot too in the meantime. So, um, yeah, that's that's the the latest for me. Uh, also, oh, with regard to uh, you know, it's been such a long time since there's been an episode. So much has has happened. Uh, I think the last one I recorded was before WWDC, and uh, the the episode that I was uh, referring to uh, that I might uh, re- release. Uh, at some point, uh, kind of talked about my experience with WWDC. Um, but if, if you want to hear my comments on it so far, uh, there is a, a more than just code uh, episode. I'll, I'll put the link in the show notes for that. Uh, it was a, sort of a wrap up at the end of Dub Dub, and uh, it was it was really nice to, to chat with them. That was back uh, after um, w, WWDC ended. And it was a nice little wrap up that I got to, to chat with the, the MTJC folks. Uh, so, um, but I, yeah, I, I, my feedback for it was I really liked having the remote format. And it, uh, yeah, I, I thought Apple did a really awesome job this year. So, but you already know that. And that's like months ago, right? Now we're just thinking about the next one. Here we are at uh, almost uh, January of 2022. It'll probably be January when you when you listen to this. Um, and uh, some other things that have happened in the meantime too. I, I gave a talk at uh, 360 iDev, 
and that was a, a blast. Um, it was a little scary for me because I hadn't given a talk for a few years. Uh, so, and, and it was remote. Um, and what was interesting was that for 360, they have you, at least in my case, they let me record it ahead of time. And the irony was that I was actually more nervous doing it that way than I was had I I'd been just giving the talk live. But uh, it all worked out fine. It was uh, a really fun um, talk to give, and also, uh, it, and I'll, I'll put the the link so that you can you can see the videos. I think they're posted now. So uh, so you can go uh, watch my talk and also uh, all the others. So there, there there are some really awesome ones that were uh, that were in 360 this year. So uh, go through them. Uh, one of the ones that I really, really liked was the one from Josh Holtz. So check his out. Uh, that's all on provisioning. And uh, he, he really breaks it down nicely. Uh, so I, I think you'll enjoy that one. Um, let's see, beyond that, uh, I guess we actually uh, can get on to sort of the show business here, uh, the things that we usually do. I had a little bit of follow-up. And uh, this was because I, I had mentioned about the uh, the template that I was using I think it was Michael Flarup uh, who creates that, and uh, he he does great work. And um, but uh, I think it was it was uh, Stuart Lynch uh, who does fantastic tutorial um, uh, videos on YouTube for Swift, Swift UI, and so forth. Xcode. Uh, he has some really good ones on Git integra integration with Xcode. Uh, but, he, but he mentioned to me that there was, uh, or it made a, a recommendation that if you don't want to use a template creator, like, uh, like I was talking about using, using Sketch and a template for your icons, um, there's uh, an app called Asset Catalog Creator on the Mac App Store. And so it can take an, uh, its description is that it, it can take any image and turn it into a complete and ready to use app icon. And it supports every type of icon you'll need for any of Apple's platforms. So there's that. And also um, a friend of the show, Leo uh, G. Dion, uh, has a product called Speculid. And uh, that uh, the tagline is easily manage graphics in Xcode projects. And uh, so Leo works hard on these, uh, these projects that he has. And so I'll, I'll put the link to, to that in the show notes. It's, uh, but it's, speculid.com. Uh, so uh, if you want to check that out, uh, either of those might be of uh, good use to you. Also, um, Jordy Bruin put together an app called App Icons um, Bakery is the name of the, the app. And uh, as I recall, it lets you uh, put together some rudimentary icons, uh, simple ones. And I think it uses symbols. I'm not sure. Um, but anyway, it's a little utility that you could use to maybe to, to create your icons as well. Uh, I have not used it. Um, I think I just briefly took a look at it, but it might be something you can check out. Um, so that, that's it for the, the follow-up. I don't really have anything else right at this point. Um, there, there was a couple of things. I mean, the, in the news, there's been a lot happening right now in this, in Swift world. Um, uh, uh, one thing, oh, this is, this is one thing that really, uh, actually kind of, um, annoyed me was that, uh, we had the release of Xcode 13.2 and, um, and there was the, uh, the problem with it that had, if you, if you got the, the app store version then there were issues with Swift Package Manager. Now, uh, for some of us, maybe we don't use SPM, 
but uh, it just so happened that I was working on a, a, a project that heavily relied on Swift Package Manager. And so it was like, it was, it was very annoying. Uh, so what you have to do in that instance was to, uh, to download the, um, the, get the direct download version from Apple Developer the website, the portal. So um, if you're having issues, if you have 13.2, they may have fixed it in 13.2.1, I'm not sure. Um, but in any case, uh, in general, it's a really good idea to go get the, the direct download version. Um, just, just to simplify matters, just always do that. Just as a best practice, uh, don't worry about using the App Store version. It's nice to have the App Store version of Xcode is very convenient and you'll get notifications and so forth, but uh, you'll save yourself some headaches if you go ahead and just do the direct download approach. One app that might help you in this is something that was pointed out to me just about a month ago is a, uh, an app called Xcodes. And so it's a, it's a free app and it's, what's nice is that it, it catalogs all of the versions of Xcode and lets you directly download them. And it also has the added benefit of letting you switch back and forth between the versions. So it's a GUI tool, not only for downloading Xcode, but also managing the versions that you have locally. So it's, it's pretty cool uh, in what it does. And I, as I recall, it also will notify you of when new versions are available. So, so that's an option. Um, I think it will do that. If not, it doesn't really matter because you'll generally you know when there's a, a new version of, of Xcode happening and, the, and you can uh, download it uh, using the tool and it grabs the direct, uh, direct download version. Uh, some other Swift news that have been happening. Um, let's see, uh, some good news about Swift Playgrounds. This is something that was announced for us at WWDC that we would finally be able to build Swift, Swift UI apps directly on our iPad. And uh, it was actually one of, probably one of the most exciting announcements that happened. And then iOS 15 came and iPad OS 15 came and uh, Swift Playgrounds was nowhere to be found. So uh, we had to wait. The good news is that Apple has finally released this and uh, it, it's been it's been fun to play around with. Uh, I, I want to try it a little bit more. I think what I'd really like to do is actually work with my daughter and uh, help her to build an, uh, an app of her own. There are tutorials that are built into Swift Playgrounds, just like there were before for learning Swift. Now there's ones for building apps. So uh, it helps walk you through that whole process. So I'm, I'm looking forward to trying that out. I think it'd be a good uh, educational exercise. And plus, lots of fun because you can even release it too. So it's uh, it's pretty cool that that we finally have this, and we can imagine that it'll just keep evolving into a more robust tool for us to use in the future. Speaking of Swift tools, uh, another exciting thing that happened just this week is that the uh, there is a sort of an official Visual Studio Code uh, extension or plugin for uh, for Visual Studio Code for Swift. And so that is uh, pretty exciting. Uh, the, the information on that can be found at forums.swift.org. And uh, it's a, there's a forum post entitled Introducing Swift for Visual Studio Code. And uh, this is actually 
uh, I think it's posted by the, the so it's by Tim, and uh, I, I think this is the Tim of the Vapor Project. Uh, Tim Condon, I think is his name. Um, I could be wrong on that, but uh, I think that's that's who posted this. And uh, so this is the 0.1.0 release, and you can get it on the Visual Studio Marketplace. And so the, the highlights of the extension are things such as automatic task creation, package dependency view, code completion, jump to definition, peak definition, final references, symbol search, error annotations, and apply suggestions from errors, and also automatic generation of launch configurations for debugging with core LLDB. And so this is uh, the, um, the goal is to provide a first class experience for developing Swift packages in VS Code. So, um, so it sounds like this is a, a really great uh, move, I think, on their part, uh, especially because Visual Studio Code has a huge user base. And I could really see a lot of folks wanting to use Visual Studio Code for their development work, especially for server-side uh, Swift, like Vapor and so forth, um, in in VS Code, uh, more so than than Xcode. Xcode, it works, and um, I, I've been do- dabbling a little bit. It, it works pretty well, but uh, I guess Visual Studio Code has a little bit more sort of uh, lightweight feel to it than Xcode does. So uh, that might be something that you're interested in, if, if you, especially if you want to start doing some server-side Swift and, and if you don't really want to use Xcode for that. So check that out at, uh, in the Swift forums, and I'll, I'll post the link to that also in the, uh, the show notes. Let's see, there was one tip that I wanted to mention also uh, for this, uh, this episode was that uh, one of the things that I really, really do not like about Xcode is that if you use the the shorthand notation for image literals for creating a UI image, uh, there's that the thing where you, you do uh, uh, pound sign, image literal, resource name, t- like and then the name of your uh, image. One of the things that Xcode tries to do is to make it so that that little image appears in line in your code, but for me, it never works. Uh, so it's super annoying. And then you, what most of the time, what I want to know is what is the name of that image? So a hack that I had always done was go in and uh, put in a, a just make that line a comment. And if you comment it out, then it will actually print out that whole. Uh, the, it'll print out the name of the, the resource that you are, um, you know, the image that you're trying to create. And so uh, I, I got to thinking there's ha- there has to be a better way around this. And, um, and I don't even know why I didn't think about this a- until recently. But um, what I did was I went back and uh, into the, the documentation for, uh, for UI image. And turns out there is an initializer, which is called, uh, it's, you know, it's init, and it's an image literal resource name. And so uh, this is makes for a great workaround for that. If you hate it when your images get um, sort of messed up and they, they don't show up correctly, uh, or if it just shows that little like gray cloud image, and you, I think you can double click on it and it'll, it'll give you a little drop down. But to me, that just is, it's, it's, it's a, uh, um, a feature in search of a problem 
because most of the time we as developers, we, we know what the name of the thing is that we want to use. We don't care what it looks like, especially in our code. We don't want to see that. So, um, so if you use this initializer, uh, that's, uh, so you can look for image literal resource name in the developer documentation, uh, or just look for a UI image and look for the, the init with that. And it's, uh, it makes it really nice because then, um, then you can just look at your code and you can do things like when you're in, um, in GitHub, I guess technically this would have worked before, but, uh, if you're looking at a diff, um, but this way you can just immediately inspect it, you know, inside Xcode if you're um, if you're trying to to diff the uh, your your source between two versions of of what has changed. So um, anyway, I hope hope that hopefully that is a, a helpful thing for you. Um, that's it's just one of those features that has always bugged me, and from now on I'm never using that again because especially if we don't have to. So hopefully that'll help you. Actually, at that, I think we've gone past our 15-minute mark, and so uh, I'm going to pause here. We have more for the next episode, so I'll save it for that. Hopefully, the uh, the items that we talked about today give you enough. Um, also, I just want to give a shout-out to everyone who's been very supportive. I'll also be talking about a co-working service that I had been working on uh, in the meantime. That was another project that kind of got, uh, well, it... it, it it sucked a lot of time from me and a lot of energy. And I still think it's one of those things that it's a good idea. It could work. Uh, but I don't know if I'm the right person to, to curate that and to, uh, to get it going, but I'll talk a little bit more about that next week, especially because if it happens at all, I will, uh, try to reboot it in January of 2022. But, uh, I'm, I'm super busy right now with the, the new job, uh, transition and so forth. So, uh, so I don't know, we'll, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Um, if there's demand for it, maybe I, maybe I'll, I'll do it, especially now that there's a new variant of, uh, coronavirus that is floating around that is, uh, really causing people, in fact, uh, like Apple and uh, other companies to put off their return to office indefinitely. So it might be something that, uh, you might want to look into, uh, as far as co-working is concerned, uh, virtual co-working. So I'll talk a little bit more about that next time. All right. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening. Uh, and uh, I will uh, catch you next time on an iOS Dev Break. Thank you for listening to iOS Dev Break with your host, Evan K. Stone. If you would like to learn more information about the podcast or read the show notes, or if you would like to hear more episodes, go to iosdevbreak.com. You can also find various other ways of supporting the show there, so we encourage you to check it out. You can also follow and tweet feedback and questions to the show on Twitter at iosdevbreak, and please spread the word. We'd really appreciate it. If you would also like to support the show in a monetary way, please go to patreon.com forward slash iosdevbreak, and there you can find out how to help us out just for a dollar a month. If you are interested in sponsoring a future episode, please send an email to sponsor at iosdevbreak.com. Thank you again for listening to iOS Dev Break, and until next week, we will catch you on the flip side. iOS Dev Break is a production of Interactive Logic. Thank you.